Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday. We're wrapping up the week. It's amazing how time flies. We're going to talk today about the markets. We're going to talk about the bounce back that we've seen in growth stocks and innovation stocks. How to think big picture. Then our focus is going to be on IPOs, initial public offerings. Nothing you heard of recently because as you know, you don't buy when they first go public. We're looking at some over the last year that are now setting up for great potential buys. All that and more coming up on Friday editions of Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, Matt McCall here is Friday, May 28th. It's absolutely nuts to me how fast this year is going, how many things are changing, the world, life, work, school, anything. Uh, So much is changing uh, in the matter of now almost five months of 2021. And just think about where we were 12 months ago, six months ago. Man, oh man, what a difference. Um, I saw a chart this morning of COVID cases in the U.S. uh, continue to fall, uh, nearing uh, the daily levels or nearing basically the beginning of the pandemic. So that's fantastic news. I will tell you, being down here in Nicaragua, I have not put my mask on since I've been down here. uh, And it's been fantastic. It's been, what, a week and a half, two weeks tomorrow, something like that. And I haven't haven't worn a mask. And man, oh man, I just, it's great. This morning, 5 a.m. run, go to the gym, go to the gym without a mask on. Uh, It's just, it's it's a great way to live life, folks, I gotta tell you. But let's get into the markets here. And uh, I'm running a show here again. So if you see me reaching over here, it's just me going over and pulling up the uh, charts. Here's the S&P 500 right now. Uh, It is early, Uh, it's about 8.20 here, I'm taping this, so uh, about 10.21 East Coast time. So the market's been open for less than an hour, and we have the S&P right now up uh, about a point, uh, about a quarter percent. Um, I just wanna look real quick at what it's done intraday. And um, it it gapped open, it's drifting lower, but again, very tight trading range, not much going on for the most part. Uh, Bigger picture though, I talked about this on Friday, you know, we're not trading far off an all-time high in the S&P 500. So uh, things still look really good as far as the market overall. Let's flop over now to uh, the Qs, the NASDAQ 100. Having even a better day, up about a half a percent right now. And it's not near its high yet, but it took a bit of a beating uh, last week, or about three weeks ago, I should say. But again, rebounded, held these lows. Overall, looks really good. Now let's take a look at the ARK Innovation ETF. And the reason I keep pulling this up is because a lot of stocks we have in the newsletters will tend to follow them. And I've been talking about the chart with you over the last week and a half or two. And I said, this was an important level that it broke, 110. Uh, sorry, yeah, 110. It came right down, went through 100 intraday, never closed below or closed right below 100 on this trading day. And then I said, you know, once support's broken, this 110, it becomes resistance. And I thought, well, maybe we had a little bit of resistance here, uh, but if we make it through there, we only have one little stop where we're at, I'll talk about it in a minute, and then we should go right to 130. This little stop right here, this blue line's a 200-day simple moving average, the red line's the 50-day simple moving average. Uh, so obviously, they're going to maybe give us a little bit of an overhead resistance in the short term. Again, long term, I still think this is a, a great way to play the stock market through innovation, through growth. Uh, but just something to keep an eye on uh, a little bit. Just to give you an idea, you know, kind of what we're looking at, looking at the charts and, and everything here. Uh, so that's where we stand with that. And then I'll look, I'll look at one more uh, broader, broader based chart here. And this is the micro cap index, IWC. So this is going to be uh, much smaller stocks. It's been in a very tight trading range at the upper end of the trading range, down one tenth of percent today. So smaller caps are, are, are lagging a little bit. 
but overall, again, looking pretty, uh, pretty darn good. Um, and let me flip over so I can show you what I just talked about here. I can see this is IWC hitting its head, hitting its head, hitting its head. Uh, there's an all-time high. But again, forming nice base at 140. So uh, overall, it, it still uh, looks pretty darn strong to me. Now, let's talk about Bitcoin here real quick. It, it, 24 hours ago, it was back above 40,000. Looked like it might be kind of building its uh, momentum to make a run back up to the 50s and eventually higher. And that failed. And then it came back down to the mid-30s. Last I checked, it was around 37,000 uh, per Bitcoin. So it's been all over the place. I think this consolidation will, will last a little longer, this up and down. And when I talk about that, I think 30 is the, the absolute lower end of this range. More likely 35 to like 42. I think we could be in this range for quite some time. And to me, it's not a bad thing because the longer that we stay in this range, uh, the bigger the move will be. And I, again, my odds are telling me uh, that it's going to be to the upside. So it's, it's, it's okay to be consolidating and moving sideways. It's part of a healthy market, believe it or not, folks. Uh, so don't freak out because it hasn't come back quickly yet. I don't think this is an indicator at all uh, that, it, that it's run out of steam forever. I, I really don't. I just think that you're seeing a, a, a normal, healthy consolidation. And uh, again, just think we were at 60 and change just, what, a month and a half ago, not even? So it's give it some time. And I say this all the time. You have to be patient in the stock market. If not, uh, you're going to be screwed. So you have to be patient. All right. So in today's show, I'm not going to keep it too long. Because I know it's Friday. I know it's beautiful. I know it's a long Memorial Day weekend. And what's funny down here, if it weren't for the stock market, I would have no clue what day it is. Because my days are almost exactly the same the way they start and where they, the way they end. And, uh, you know, it's obviously no Memorial Holiday down here. But... You know, they start super, super early before the sun gets up, includes a run most days, includes heading to the gym when it opens, uh, stopping at a cafe, BSing with uh, the local people, the other expats talking about the stock market, talking about business, uh, real estate, all ideas, sports, whatever it might be, uh, then to work. And then work's over. Um, stock market closes down here at 2, as many of you know. So work gets done around 4. Happy hour, watch the sun go down. It's, it's not a bad life. So I wouldn't even know, honestly, what day it is, but... Uh, now that I do know that uh, it's Memorial Day weekend because somebody reminded me of this this morning when I saw them on the way to my run. So, all right, uh, what we're going to talk about here now, though, uh, is we're going to take a look at some IPOs. And these are not recent IPOs. Uh, I said this last show, and, and I think a lot of people may have maybe not understood it or they just don't get it. When it comes to an IPO, initial public offering, that stock gets priced. I'm not talking SPACs either. I'm talking tr truly traditional IPOs. And nothing is SPACs, but I'll talk, talk about them next week a little bit. They've just been out of favor and out of news, not much moving. But when it, with an IPO, the, the stock is, is, is going public, uh, either raising more money uh, or giving the ability of insiders or uh, management to sell. Different things can be going on. So they've already got in at a greatly low price. And when it goes public, especially hyped up ones, um, you know, that, that everybody loves uh, to talk about Coinbase. Everybody want to get in. You buy and they, and they price it based on the demand for that stock um, and, and uh, how many people are looking to sell at that time, just like they would price anything. So it typically opens much higher than the IPO price. Then a lot of times it runs up, maybe a day or two, then back down. But almost all the time, folks, IPOs pull back. So we're going to start going through a couple here. 
And um, let me set up an order here of how we're going to do this. We're not going through all of them. There's 159 of them. Let's go through. Let's go through the big ones. I'm going to set up by market cap because I think that's that's important. Take a look at ones that had, um, you know, bigger ones going to have a lot more uh, liquidity uh, and and volume in them. So it might be a little bit easier to uh, to see. Just give me one second while I get this figured out. So, all right, here we go. And again, some of these might have been IPO in the last 24 months. So it's not as if they just went IPO, but but that's kind of what we're looking at here. All right, let me flip over the screen here for you. The first one is Pin Duo Duo. This is a, a Chinese um, e-commerce, and this one actually I think IPO back in 2018, but it's still on my list here. Let me see if I can go back. Uh, yeah, 2018. So again, it's tough to see in this chart, but uh, the first week it started trading and was high as 27.54. Uh, within a couple weeks after that, it was down to 17.20. So you can do that math. That's that's a what 35 to 40% pullback. Um, that's a huge pullback. You don't buy on that open. Then it went back up, came down again. Uh, this stock uh, I do have some exposure to, and uh, this is a, one of my favorite uh, e-commerce plays over in Asia. It just came out with some blockbuster numbers. I had earnings this week. But it's the biggest one on the list. That's why it came up on the list. It's one of those ones where it opened up in great numbers and sold off. Uh, you know, the, the, the Chinese tech stocks right now are getting some grief from their government. So you're seeing some weird action in them. I think long term, they're great. Fill this gap right here. It came down and filled it. Man, oh man, I think this is a great looking stock down here. All right, so let's go to Uber. Obviously, Uber was a hot one to say the least. We can zoom out a little bit because again, uh, this went public back in uh, 2019. But again, folks, uh, this is the first two days of trading right here. It had a low of 36, uh, a high of 45. It ran all the way up to about 47-ish, but then look, sold. I mean, granted, this was a pandemic. Even before the pandemic, though, it came all the way down to 25. IPOs, like, you, you may have started watching it here, and you're like, oh, man, I can't believe this. And Matt went from 37 or, or 30, yeah, 37 to 47. This guy's an idiot. I, I gotta tell you, I've seen this happen so many times over and over though, where the stocks go up, they come down, and they end up having, a lot of them end up being great buying opportunities. So Uber's one example. Uh, Zoom, uh, ZM, which obviously we all know uh, know about. Again, I'm gonna zoom back, <laughs> zoom, no pun intended. 2019, it went public. Again, look how it ran up and came all the way back down before taking off, obviously. Took off due to the pandemic. Nobody really could have, uh, that, it's a bit of a unique uh, situation, but again, rallied up, pulled back. Uh, I, I wouldn't buy Zoom here, even though I think Zoom's not going anywhere. Um, uh, Pin Duo Duo, I do like. Uh, Uber, you know, I kind of actually like it a little bit here. I, I won't lie to you. Uh, Zoom, I'd stay away from, though. I'm, I'm not looking to, to uh, enter Zoom at this point. The next one is uh, CrowdStrike, which is um, uh, cybersecurity, basically, software. This is interesting because there's some news today of, of all these more hacks that are coming out. But again, folks, 2019 goes from 60 to 100. And then even before the pandemic, that's the pandemic, back down to 50. You don't want to be chasing these in the first couple of days. They almost always pull back. And then, you know, be patient. Look where it is today. This is post-pandemic, post-everything. Um, let me take a look here at, at CrowdStrike's uh, fundamentals. I want to see something. I don't follow them too closely. About a $50 billion market cap. Uh, take a look at these financials here. Last year, $874 million in sales, which was up about, was about pretty, pretty decent, like 70%. Uh, look at this year, um, estimates $1.3 billion. 
then next year 1.76, 2.3 after that. Uh, it will be profitable this year. Um, to uh, be profitable this year, and it's profitable last year as well. To the tune of about 30 cents this year, buck 21 by 20 uh, fiscal year 2024, so like 2023. So it's it's expensive. Uh, the forward PE ratio is 354. The forward price of sales is 28.4. So it's just too expensive uh, for me. This is the kind of stock that it's got a great story and it continue to grow, but you're paying a huge premium for it. Um, and at some point in time, it, it I feel like. This is this could be you know things can be irrational in the short term. I talked about this a lot in the last couple of weeks, where stocks pull back to levels that are just irrational. Stocks can keep moving momentum-wise up in irrational ways too. They get to levels that, even though it's growing at a decent pace, it's not huge, but it's growing at well. I take that back. The bottom line is growing by about 100% a year next couple of years. So that is huge growth, but still, it, it's 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 a very very expensive stock. I'll put it that way. Uh, the next we'll take a look at here is another software company. Uh, this is uh, DocuSign. I love DocuSign. I use it all the darn time. Uh, but let's zoom out a little bit here and take a look at its IPO and, and how it acted after that. This one was back, was it 2018 that it went public? Yes. Uh, this one actually did take off, went up, but then pulled back. Pulled back, pulled all the way back, back down below its IPO price. They almost always, everyone I've showed you so far has pulled back down below the IPO price that it opened at. So that tells you something. Yeah, if you're a trader, maybe, but we're not traders. We're long-term investors in solid companies. So that's, that's a situation that, that you have to uh, ask yourself, uh, a question to ask yourself, because if, if you're a trader, then that's fine. Like you're, you're, you're trading, you're gambling most likely. Uh, but if you're an investor, it's just, I'm telling you, this is how IPOs work. DocuSign is pretty similar to, uh, to CrowdStrike in that it's expensive. Uh, you know, a lot of these, these software stocks trade, typically, this is not abnormal, at very high valuations, about a $39 billion company. Last year, about $1.45 billion in sales. This year, looking for about two, uh, then two and a half, then 3.2. Uh, earnings per share in a couple years, $2.25. So it's a little less frothy. I mean, the forward P.E. ratio is 109 versus, what was it, 300. Uh, price of sales, 15 and a half versus 28. So much cheaper. If I had to say CrowdStrike or DocuSign, I prefer DocuSign, honestly. I, I, I really like their business model. So uh, I, I would go with them. Let's go to the next one here. And this is uh, Bile Bile. And this is a, uh, a Chinese gaming company. Uh, and hopefully we will have this uh, chart fill in in one second here. It's moving a little slow. I swear this time of day is when the uh, maintenance people come and do their daily stuff and they tend to uh, mess with my internet. So that's probably exactly what's happening right now. So I'm going to go off this until we get this uh, pulled back up. But uh, just to cover these, these general IPOs, these are really big names I'm talking about now. And, uh, and even the big names. The big names will be more hyped. Because you're going to have CNBC and, and every other media outlet talking about them when they go public. Because they're well-known companies. They're going public at multi-billion dollar valuations. And be, to be frank, uh, people want to hear about them. So it doesn't surprise me that the media is talking about them in that way. So let's go to Billy Billy here. I got it pulled up for you. Went public back in 2018, uh, around 10 bucks, ran up to about 21. Again, within a few months after that, it was back down below 10. But look where it went, to over 150. Patience, patience, patience. 
Uh, look where Billy Billy is today. And I, I like Billy Billy. I, I like the gaming. I just love the name, having, having to say it. Uh, it's about a $40 billion company. You take a look at its financials, $1.7 billion in sales last year, nearly double the year before. Uh, looking for $3 billion this year and up to nearly $6 billion in 2023. So valuation-wise, much more attractive. Forward price to sales of nine. Uh, it is losing money right now, but look, it should turn that in about two or three years from now. Uh, so it's got a path to profitability. I like the pullback from the high. Um, boy, I, yeah, I, I, I like this one here. The next one we're going to take a look at is Peloton. We all know Peloton. And uh, let's go back to their IPO. Again, folks, up, down. I mean, it's just over and over. It's the same pattern. I will tell you, I'm kicking my, myself in the butt right now when it comes to Peloton because, you know, this is when it had bad news that uh, a kid or several kids died and got swept under the, the treadmill. And not to be insensitive at all to, to what happened or any, any loss of life, uh, I look at that in, in, a, in the light of they're dangerous. Like kids shouldn't be playing on the darn things. And why would Peloton be in trouble for it? And, and maybe I don't know the whole story. But I, I thought to myself, when it pulled down to 80, this is a hell of a buy. I got busy with life and work and look where it is now. I still like it. I still think it hits new all-time highs in the next couple of years. Uh, they're soft. It's a software play, uh, in my opinion. Next one is Data Dog. Um, Data Dog, you can see again, opened up down below the IPO price pretty quickly, went up back down below the. I mean, it's almost too easy sometimes, folks, uh, when you look at this stuff. So, Data Dog is one I have exposure to as well. Uh, this is clearly, as it sounds, a data play. Data is something that in the future is just it's exponentially growing as we create more and more. Uh, so, I, I, lo I love Data Dog here. Uh, next one is GenMab. This is a biotech. Uh, this is probably one you never heard of, but it's a decently sized company. It's about a $26.7 billion company. And um, they're based over in Europe, and they, uh, they uh, develop uh, cancer drugs. Uh, they use an antibody technology platform. It's called Duobody and Hexabody. Uh, they have a multiple myeloma drug um, that they partner with J&J &J for. And take a look at the uh, financials. Last year, at about $1.48 in sales. That was about almost double from the year before. This year, looking to drop a little bit. And then by 2023, about $2 billion. But what I like about this is the earnings per share estimate for 2023 uh, is $11. <laughs> so it's got a 4P ratio of 4.6. Four price of sales, 16.5. But at the, the bottom line overdoes it. Uh, takes it over. And then peg ratio, 0.23. Again, one of these ones that got sold off with all the biotechs right here. Man, oh man, that's a, that's a nice looking long term. I'm just skipping ahead here because there's a couple that I want to take a look at. Uh, one is 10X Genomics, TXG. Uh, look at a big sell off there and come back. This is one, uh, a stock that I personally own. So that means nobody else owns it in my relationship of companies. So 10XG, TXG, I should say 10X Genomics. Uh, very interesting company. Uh, this is one where... I think it might be one of the favorites, actually, of, of ARC Investing, but, uh, you know, they have a uh, solutions and software for analyzing biological systems. Uh, so it's, uh, they're, they're basically a secondary play on, um, on biotech, if you will. But a $19.8 billion company, so it's a decently sized company. Uh, it's got revenue this year, potentially $500 million, up to about $887 million in two years. But what I really like about it is it's got a path to profitability, looking to be profitable in two years. And um, as you all know, when it comes to uh, biotechs or small caps or innovative growth companies, you want to have a path to profitability. I don't care if they're making money now, but 
Uh, we want to see revenue growth. Uh, you want to see a big total addressable market at TAM. You want to see potentially taking market share. You want to see more catalysts that are coming up in the future. Uh, and again, if they're losing money now to reinvesting, it's fine, but they need to have a path to profitability. And that's what I see here with this company. All right, what else do I want to look at here? I'm just looking at the top of thing. Uh, this is an interesting one. I, I, I've been looking to buy it for a while, have it. Uh, it's been choppy. But again, public goes up, comes back down. And that's you know kind of what I'm trying to get. Oh, let's go to TXG. I didn't show you how it's, the life started out of that. That's what I'm trying to show IPOs here. Sorry, just got excited about the stock. Again, you're chasing it up here at 65, so back down to 50. Rallies up, back down to below 50. Just all I'm saying is, if somebody's telling you out there that you want to be buying IPOs right away, the next hot thing, it's not true. You have to be patient. I've been in this business a long time, and again. There's going to be that rare chance that you miss it, right? Then you miss that one. Look, I'm showing you so many IPOs here that over the last couple of years, we've lived through bear market. Uh, we lived through a recession. We lived through a bull market. Uh, largest global shutdown in centuries, probably. And still, these stocks are much higher than they were when they started. And that's what you're looking at. You're looking for solid companies. That's why these companies made this uh, list initially, to be honest with you, um, for, that, for that very, very reason. Trying to see what else we got on here. I'm picking Beyond Meat. I'm going over to this one because Beyond Meat was, you know, one that was a, uh, a big one on like CNBC and stuff. So this one did take off. See, it took off. So if you would have bought it, you would have been very happy because you would have been up several extra money. Again, however, it came right back down to, to the IPO price. So uh, even before the pandemic, it came down pretty close to IPO price. I just don't, you, you don't chase, folks. I just really believe that you can do just as well uh, by just being patient and waiting for pullbacks. Uh, Vroom, this is, uh, you know, the new kind of online car dealership. Shot up, back down. I mean, this again, before the pandemic. So you're, you're seeing this, this trend over and over. By the way, I have, I have exposure to Vroom. I love it. Beyond Meat, I do not love it, uh, just so you know. Um, so, you know, we, we got a couple of decent ideas out of this today. Um, some, some, you know, here's MP materials. This one was a SPAC, but it made it in a list. See, it was a SPAC, so that's a little bit different, but I love MP materials, even though Biden is trying to screw over the rare earth minerals, uh, people here in our, uh, in our country, which is just insane, but hopefully that doesn't work out. Uh, Progeny, this is one we have in a newsletter. Again, look at this IPO, ran up, came all the way back down. Don't chase this up. Now you look at it and the, uh, the stock, I think is breaking on to, yeah, breaking on to a new all time high today. Uh, this is um, like a fertilizing uh, type clinic, uh, not fertilizer for um, uh, <laughs> grass, but for, for women um, to help uh, uh, have get pregnant and have children. Uh, Lemonade, this was a big one too, a big insurance company. Again, ran up, pulled back, boom, boom, and actually looks decent here. So a lot of these, what I'm getting at, I'm looking at these too, I'm going through these with you. A lot of these stocks here looked really, really good, ran up, then pulled back. Then they had rallies again and they pulled back recently with a lot of innovative companies. I think there's a lot of great looking stocks out here. This list of 159, man, oh man, I can't show them all, but there's, I'm going to go through this later today, this weekend. I bet there's a lot of great stock ideas in there. All right. So that's your show on IPOs today. Hopefully you came away with a couple of good ideas, a couple of good ways of just looking at IPOs and, you know, sometimes just saving you from yourself from not making a bad decision and listening to people tell you to buy an IPO the day it goes public or the next day. Be patient. The numbers show you. Remember, every day we're trying to play the odds, put the, the odds in our favor the best as possible. And what I just showed you, these are randomly picking IPOs off a list. It shows you right now 
that historically that IPOs pull back to at least their IPO price or not lower in the next week, month, several months, that's usually opportunity to be buying. All right, hope you learned something today. Hope you had fun. Uh, I'm going to get out because I got another meeting coming up, but uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful long three-day weekend. I'll be back Tuesday. Uh, enjoy uh, Memorial Day. Be safe. And heck, man, it's probably the first time you're seeing a lot of friends and family outside tossing horseshoes, drinking beers. Have a great, great time. And if you're talking stocks, don't forget to tell them, check out Matt McCall because I'm here to help. We're, we're here for everybody, all shapes and sizes and walks of life. But again, number one, be safe and be happy. Um, thank you so much for the support you've always been giving me and you will be giving me in the future. Uh, have a great long more weekend. I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.